Community is everything, and everything in the community has changed. Hello and welcome to Our Community with me, Anne Morgan. For this series of podcasts, I've reached out to key people in various communities to find out how they are staying connected, what's working and what's a challenge, how are they coping, and what are they doing that might work in your community. Hi there, Anne here. My goodness, it's been a year since I released any podcast episodes. And during that time, I've moved countries and experienced a northern hemisphere winter for the first time in 12 years. And everything has changed. Next week, I'll begin releasing episodes that will explore these changes. But this is the show I held on to for the past year the last recording I made in Singapore. I didn't have the heart to release it, but now that winter is over and we are hurtling through spring, I think the time is right to finally mark the end of one life and the beginning of building another. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to our community and today's show is all about shining a light onto the incredible world of a woman's running community and to do that I'm joined by three members of the American Women's Association Runners Group based here in Singapore. We have Bernie Tretter who hails from Houston in Texas. She's an epidemiologist who is passionate about using data to solve problems and as well as holding a series of senior public health roles, she's the executive director and co-founder of the Houston chapter of Achilles International. Chin Markwood hails from Beijing in China and she was an online educator and she is a super A and I learned that today because I saw that online and it's a super alpha um, in China. It means that you're super cool, super trendy and a very sassy woman. <laughs> so it's great to have you here. And Suzanne Murphy hails from Seattle in Washington. She was a teacher and she is one of the co-chairs of this exceptional group and she gives tirelessly of her time energy and awesome organisational skills to ensure that all the different cogs that make this running group work all come together. So ladies, welcome, a huge warm welcome to uh, to, to the show today. It's wonderful to, to have you here. Thanks so much Thank for, you. Thank you for having us. And it's a bit unusual for us to be sat here, not in our running gear. No kidding. Not sweaty. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're actually meeting in the evening. You know, the only thing that we've got in common, really, is that we run. And we've all come from very different backgrounds. We're all very different ages. And we, we've come together to to run together. Chint, you were yeah. saying earlier that mm-hmm. women's running in China wasn't a big thing. Well, at least at my time, it was not. So it's getting popular. You know, every year the Beijing Marathon is so popular, it's so hard to get a spot. But um, yeah, in general, I guess the air is not too good. And also, it's just not our tradition. Women just generally don't really work out. Younger generation might do a little bit more. But back my time, we hardly work out. I really 
picked up running when I was thirty-eight. Before that, I bike ride a little bit, but no, just only started thirty-eight. Yeah, whenever I go back to Beijing, I run my similar route, and I see more people on the road. But when I first started, it was kind of weird. You run, people just look at you like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. If you run, you probably run on the treadmill、uh, in the gyms or in the park.、Mm. You don't really see people running on the road, especially females. When you were growing up, Suzanne, were you a runner at that point? I was not a runner growing up. Coming from the Pacific Northwest, everything's outdoors, very active. So we always skied. But I was a competitive swimmer all the way through college, and then I made the transition my first year out of college. I just made the transition then from swimming to running, and I did triathlons for a couple years because that kind of fit the very like young Pacific Northwest lifestyle.、Um, and then in two thousand and nine, my husband and I started moving, and we started moving every sixteen months to three years. And each place we moved, the first people I met were from a running group. And then it's always been my friends in each of the different places around the United States, and then in different parts of the world.、Yeah. So I became a runner in like my early twenties,、um, but came from a competitive swimming background. So I think kind of was like a natural transition, but definitely was not a runner when I was little. <laughs> <laughs> And Bernie, what about you? How did running come into your life?、Um, I certainly was never athletic in any way, shape, or form through school, college, anything. And after college, I got a desk job and gained a bunch of weight. And、um, I actually started running because. Uh, there was a competition at our office in order to lose weight, and whoever lost the largest percentage of body fat and kept it off for three months would win. And we—it was all trash talkers, and we had this giant board with you know everybody's weights on it, and and there were side bets going on, like I'll bet you fifty dollars that they won't win, and so then you're incentivized to take people out to lunch, and and. So I had heard before that swimming and running were the two fastest ways to lose weight. They burn the most calories. I didn't know how to swim, so I started running, and、um, I eventually got hooked. Yeah, and there's there's that thing, isn't there, that where you end up hooked、mm-hmm. into running. Suzanne, when you were a triathlete,、mm-hmm. when did you? Really start、um, focusing on the running aspect of it. My one of my older brothers、uh, was running a lot, and he was qu- trying to qualify for Boston. So he was kind of like he and his now wife were kind of like the little carrot in front of me. Like it was motivation, and I used to go to races with them on the weekends.、Um, but then when we started moving, it was just my husband and I. I gave up my career. I moved away from home in a different state, and so I found a running group. And so it was like a set thing for me to go to. Um, and then when I moved to Korea the first time, the first people I met were three women. I was a women's running group, and I'm still in contact with them now.、Um, and that was the first time we lived in Korea. But I mean, I didn't relate to them. I didn't have children. They all had children pushing strollers. I was just there with my husband. Like we just did not. I wasn't on the same like playing field as the rest of them. But I had them every morning to run with. And then when we went back to Korea the second time, I.、Um, Took over the Youngsan Runners, which is a running community in Korea, and with my limited Korean language, I then was able to register. So anyone from the military base who wanted to run in the Seoul events,、um, I was able to do all the registration because I had like a bank account, which is unusual for a foreigner there, and I had the language ability to do the registration. So, 
So the Korea, the uh, running group for the base um, was like run by me. And now it's kind of dissipated out in like about the last year only. But um, it went for many years. There's a couple of really interesting points there. One is that we've all had to leave something behind. And then you look for ways when you come to a new country to recreate something of your own Mm -hmm. life. I've seen all of you just put such a huge amount into this group, into the, the AWA running group. The skill sets that you've acquired either throughout your life or, or throughout professional life start to manifest themselves into, into the group and it, it makes it such a powerful thing. Bernie, tell us about what you did at the, at the weekend with the, the run that you organised. My husband and I met on a relay race, a 200-mile relay race. And so I have this little space in my heart for relay races. And generally, the more ridiculous, the better. So uh, I just kind of missed races and racing. And so we figured out how to have a very easily socially distanced type of race where it was a relay race. when You could have up to eight people. And um, there were just simply checkpoints. And you had to get from point A to point B any way you wanted. Um, but there were challenges along the way items you had to kind of find or things you had to do song and dance kind of silly things asking people questions asking people to name ministers (laughs) (laughs) Um, when Singapore's birthday is um, taking pictures of animals and so on yeah so it it was a great way for a team to have um, some time together and really bond um, especially because a lot of the team's didn't really know each other all that well. I I think maybe one or two of the teams did, but most of the teams didn't really know each other all that well. So it gave them an opportunity, but it was, they were kind of these self-contained units of eight. So, um, you know, in the end, their time would be against all the other times, but it wasn't, it it felt like a race, but it wasn't a race in the the sense that it was nice and safe um, and you're not going to catch COVID. (laughs) But um, yeah, it was still a really fun kind of wild adventure. I mean, you are a data specialist. Mm -hmm. And what you haven't mentioned there is the fact that you actually built a complete website (laughs) for this event. (laughs) And and it was just, I mean, it was unbelievably sophisticated. And it meant that we all had a huge amount of fun because everything just clicked together so well. Capitalising on the on this on the awesome skill set of the women within the group, but also how much the women are prepared to put into the group as well. You know, and Chin, you you've been how long have you been in the group now? About four years. So we moved here four years and four months ago. And I I was looking for something to do to get engaged to. So I found this group and I, I tried, I, I found AWA, I tried different activities and I think I'm doing more, my most activities with AWA with running group. And, and what's interesting as well is over that time, the turnaround of people, because it, you know, we don't know how long we're going to be here, but there's a lot of turnover and yet the group continues why is that? I mean, not why does it continue, but it's just that constant refreshing of people and, and, and people prepared to get involved. To me, it, it 
kind of makes me think of that analogy of the ship that um, is rebuilt one board at a time and it's still always the same ship, but it's new boards. You know, within a year, the whole entire ship is completely new boards, but it's still the same ship. And that to me is kind of like what this is. You keep having new people coming and going um, and yet it's still the same because the culture is passed from, you know, one person to the next. And as long as all of these people are still part of that same ship, part of that same culture, it will continue. Because Suzanne and, and yourself, Bernie, are relatively new to the group. And and Chin and I have probably been around, you, I think you've been around longer than I have, but I, I've been there maybe three, three and a half years now. Probably around the same around time. Around the same yeah. time. I've seen, yeah, I've seen so many people come and go into it, but it still moves. It's still so strong. And, and it's, it's, part of its strength is when new people join and what they bring into the um it's the energy and and the innovation i mean susan over the lockdown wow that, how did you organize all of those things that, that we did well i personally needed motivation to get out the door i mean that's all we had was running really if you think you know we could go to the grocery store and an exercise outside. And going into the lockdown, I knew people in the running group, but not very, not very many. And I didn't really know anything about anybody. And I just started posting on the Facebook page. And then I just started with like the silly little challenges of colors or shapes or letters and things like that. And then women started sharing things about themselves. And now this lockdown has been like the best thing ever for our running group. And everyone's made such good friends. And, um, and so it's like the biggest blessing to the AWA running group is the um, the lockdown. And I think for all of us, like for our mental health as well. Um, so it's like those silly things. I think when we meet on Tuesday mornings, nobody has an expectation of anyone else. Like every time slot, it's a mix of paces. Everybody's totally different. And we all show up with zero expectation of each other. And it's always a good time. You know, it's always pleasant. There's no issues. It doesn't matter pace. I actually don't know most people's pace in the group at all because we all just somehow, it just works. It just works. I mean, it's glorious the Tuesday morning runs because mm-hmm. because of that reason. If you want to run fast, if you want to run slow, it doesn't matter. But you can get a mm-hmm. coffee at the end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when we start to look back on this whole COVID situation that we've all endured now the things that perhaps we used to take for granted we don't take for granted anymore and and for me one of the major things in that time was not taking this group for granted mm-hmm. I've never co-chaired it I've never had a, a position of responsibility in it but it's it was never more important to me than during that lockdown period yeah I completely agree with you to me, not only even after the lockdown, I do feel you know my my biggest social circle is from the running buddies, and I somehow I feel when we run together, we kind of suffer together. So the friendship is kind of stronger. It's not like we we hang out all, all you know dressed up. So when I feel it's people are more honest to mm-hmm. each other and more genuine. So the, the relationship we develop within this group is stronger, and then. Even after the lockdown, I feel everybody feels a little bit sense of loneliness. 
I, I certainly did. I needed friends, so I, I sometimes would reach out. You know, the first, you know, the, the, the option I would think from our running group, if you find somebody, reach out and you know, go out for a coffee or lunch or something. Yeah, I think, like you said, I, I don't take it for granted anymore because it's really important. And I love that point you made as well about the, the stripped backness of mm-hmm. it, where you're not behind any makeup. Everyone's in running gear, just yep. running gear. Very sweaty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, running humbles everyone. Everything mm. does, doesn't it? Or, or running, there's just a joy to it, a simplicity to it. Which even doing the small bios, you realise. What you know of people, it doesn't matter what you were professionally or whether you even had a profession, it doesn't matter. It, this transcends that. Nobody's interested in anybody's status. It's just come turn up, be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's interesting as well, watching the growth of the community, both obviously in what we're doing actually physically running but also everything that goes on online as well i mean there's a the facebook group the various groups sort of popping up around events and around stake you know runcations and and things like that and and you know it just adds a another kind of um, richness to it and that's just a thought actually how much has you know, having a digital side to this made it easier to organise people into different events and different ways of being together. Well, I mean, honestly, it was the the only way we survived during yeah. lockdown because yeah. we were legally not allowed yeah. to see each other. And so then we became our biggest, strongest, most active during that time that we decided to go, you know, with Facebook and social media huge huge yeah it's not just running there are there's other things that even if you can't run because there'll be times when either through injury or other commitments that you won't be able to run but you will always be able to be part of the community it transcends running mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. after running for years you you know injury is inevitable and so um, but leaving your community is not. And so you can be injured and still be with your community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We spoke about this earlier. You've had to leave quite a lot of our lives behind. And for most of, well, for all of us, that's included our professional lives. Mm-hmm. So you can start to channel time and energy into organising more and better things, I suppose, in, in your own running group. But... Because we're all so far from our home country, one of the very interesting things that perhaps we can look forward to again, because I'm going to be optimistic now, is organising runcations where we actually run as a group in different countries. And obviously that has not been possible, but it again has made me look back to when we could do that and it's made me realize you know how amazing that is and chin you've done some runcations with yeah i've with been AWA. to um, borneo and uh, bangkok wow i've been to and what yeah. did you do in borneo which one borneo we did a half marathon wow that one was pretty good we started off at the coastline and it was not 
awfully early. Unlike the Bangkok one, Bangkok was awfully early, like three a.m. start. Mm. Oh my god, that was brutal. Yes, yeah. but it was so much fun. Well, it's the play hard, run hard kind yeah. of thing. So we would, uh, you know, before we go, we would pick a hotel and have executive lounge <laughs> exit, and then uh, the, the massage afterwards and the dinner the night after. So even when you were really suffering during the run, after that everyone was so relieved. So everyone just having such a good time. I mean, there's something very lovely about being in a group where you can obviously get active and and help out with that, or you can just be the recipient of that. You know, where you can just turn up for these things, and yeah. uh, that's pretty magic, I have to say. Um, and that's that, a very that, important role to be a team player. yeah well that's an interesting point isn't it how much do you give of yourself in these in in these groups and in a runner's group in particular Mm -hmm. because if if people just I mean everybody wants to do the nice things to do all all the stuff that the three of you always organise but it requires people to stand up and actually be prepared to, to organize mm-hmm. as well. I'm doing the minimum compared with all you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the minimum. No, I have to say. Nope, um, showing well, up every week is huge when yeah. there's a consistency. Yeah. You know, just showing up is huge. But some of it is kind of self-rewarding too. So like I organize the Saturday runs mm-hmm. and sure it's, you know, 20 minutes of work each week maybe a half an hour on a bad week (laughs) but it then means I don't have to run alone for my long run on Saturday so it's um it's a little bit um selfish (laughs) but then for the recipients of that I can kind of be like I've run almost every corner of Singapore thanks Mm -hmm. to Bernie putting out the the legwork originally you know so Mm -hmm. I think uh I mean, any of my friends here outside of running, they haven't even been to like a tenth of what I've seen. Because, and it's due to my running. And a lot of it is Bernie's Saturday runs. You know, we just, and also it like helps recon for what I can do with my family. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's true. Well, it's the joint energy, isn't it? And actually, it does propel individuals yeah. to do things that they would never do on their own. I would never have done, you know, would I have ever done that relay if it wasn't for you Bernie no I would not <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't shove a donut in your mouth at 6 a.m in the dark oh no I'd definitely do that <laughs> that was the easiest part of the day <laughs> yeah but then but I wouldn't have done all the challenges that you put out I wouldn't have been as involved in the community mm-hmm. Suzanne if you didn't do that yeah it's and, like the silly things are the big things all of a sudden to us mm-hmm. yeah. yeah little things exactly and Jin, I'll never forget the diary of you doing oh. a handstand, did an unsupported did handstand. Did somebody just mention doing silly things? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally envious, totally envious. Totally envious. But that was that, that daily practice of I am going to do an unsupported handstand. Mm-hmm. I was riveted on that story. I, I guess like, when you post it, you have some, you know, you have to do it. You can't cheat. Yeah. You would imagine next day some... There are people waiting for you to yes. see your progress. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were waiting. I think you made the point, Bernie, as well that you don't get left behind 
in a running group, regardless of your ability, you, you know, and it's great. I mean, it's great when there's fast runners. Mm-hmm. It's just as good when you know when somebody's running for the first time, mm-hmm. and that's as the group gets stronger and it is you know strong. Mm-hmm. You can accommodate both sides of that because mm-hmm. they're they're both important. Anybody in the middle, anybody at either end, it doesn't matter on the spectrum wherever you are. You know, you need the group to accommodate you, and and I think. There's been a tremendous amount of um, work done in the runners group to do that so that everybody can be happy with at what with whatever level they're at and it's celebrated if they're you know this we've we've got some amazing runners doing duathlons and triathlons and and various half marathons etc and then we've got people who are just who literally the 5k on a Tuesday morning it is a massive achievement and being part of the group you're celebrated at whatever level you're at which I think is you know has has been something that I've you know really loved actually in the in the time that I've been there it's just been it's just been a wonderful part of it and the fact that Chin, you mentioned as well how, especially if you are feeling a bit lonely, if you are far away from home, you've got a group of women around you who will support you, cheer you up and cheer you on. Yeah, totally. And um, a huge thank you to all of you for for doing that, for all that you give to the AWA Runners Group, and and for all that you do. It's uh, it's made a huge difference to a lot of people's lives. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say to anybody who is thinking, "Oh my goodness, I'm not a great runner." For goodness sake, find a supportive group. I mean, if you're in yeah. Singapore, definitely check out the yeah. AWA Runners Group. It's it's phenomenal. Oh, and thank you, you three, for being here. It's great. Thank you. Oh, thank Thanks you. for having us. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to our community with me and Morgan. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen. And don't forget to leave a review and rating on your favourite episode. Thank you.